You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 236, Building Your Church Safety Team. We've been talking in the last couple of episodes. Um, We asked the question, first of all, what are you doing to keep your church safe? Then we uh, discussed the really important uh, topic of getting started. How do you get started in developing a team? And, uh, you know, where do you start? And I gave you some resources, gave you some ideas. And today, I want to really build on that, and we're going to talk about um, the things that your team members are going to need, the requirements that you need to establish. I'm going to give you some, um, some thoughts, some ideas, some things that you can use to build your team. But before we do that, I want to let you know this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, When the Stars Fell from the Sky. This was episode number three of the Zombie Terror War series. And if you've been following, I've been given, you know, kind of a, a synopsis of the first two books. Book three, the, the, the bioterror virus has taken over the East Coast. There have been coordinated ta- attacks, and uh, really the, the virus is spreading at an alarming rate. And the question is now, what are we going to do? What is Chuck, what is the guys going to do? How are they going to stop the spread of this incredible uh, virus that's been developed by terrorists? So check it out. Uh, There's a link in the show notes. You can read the first uh, chapter or so for free on Amazon. If you like good action and adventure, um, great characters, uh, you know, believable plot other than the zombies, you'll really enjoy it. I encourage you to check it out. Well, all right, we're back. So where do you start in building your church safety team? Now, remember, if you're you know, hiring police officers or hiring security guards or going in that route, going in that direction, then it probably doesn't even really apply. Um, if you call the police department and say, hey, listen, I need an off-duty officer to come and work security at my church, um, you know, that it's not really going to matter then, um, you know, how you build the team because they're going to send you who they send you, unless, of course, you've got a police officer inside your church that's going to do that. But if you're going to build from within, like we've suggested, if you're going to build a team from within your church members, the first, you know, few things that we need to do is we need to examine this person's involvement in the church. I mean, are they an active church member? They're going to be representing your church at a high level, even though they're kind of incognito, even though they're kind of undercover. They're still representing your church. So this needs to be somebody that you can trust, somebody that has character, and somebody that's an active member of your church. Um, They don't just show up occasionally, but they're involved, they're a part, and and you can trust them. Um, Do you know them? 
if you're the, the pastor, the associate pastor or leader in the church that's putting the team together, do you know this person? Um, or can others vouch for their character? Because this is very, very important. So this is, this is obviously where we start. Number two, um, we want to get a copy of their driver's license and their pistol carry permit. Now, again, every state's different. We talked about this before. Uh, but in, in, in a lot of states, it's, it's not a hard process to get a carry permit. They do a very thorough background check on you. And then um, you're able to get your, your carry license to carry a, a firearm. So you want a copy of this. You want to make sure it's valid, make sure the, you know, the dates are still correct. And if they have this, this tells you a lot because they've gone through a very extensive background check and screening to be able to get this particular carry permit. So that's the first thing that I always require. The second thing that you need to require of potential team members is a certificate from an NRA certified training course. Now there are so many different types of courses and really the more the better. The more training we have, the better. But they at least need to have a basic pistol course that's going to cover safety, it's going to cover um, you know, various laws in your state. And uh, you know, we can talk about more um, advanced courses later. Some of my guys you know, gave me a certificate for a basic course. Some gave me for a, a certificate for a more advanced course. But, but the main thing is that they have had some training um, by NRA, National Rifle Association, certified course. And, you know, most uh, legitimate gun stores and gun ranges offer these. They're not hard to find. Just, you know, check the, the Internet for um, gun stores in your area. And, uh, and, you know, and this, is, this actually tells you a good bit about the potential team member's commitment because these usually aren't cheap. They're, um, I would say, anywhere from $150 to $250 for a basic course. So this tells you, you know, the level of commitment that the team member's willing to make because they're going to have to, you know, take this class. And, you know, obviously you're getting a copy of that certificate. You'll keep it in the file. But I also encourage my team members to um, look at taking some ongoing training. Maybe next year, take another class. I get it. It's expensive. But if, if, if we allot, um, you know, set some money aside and maybe do some training every year, this is going to go a long way. And then number three, the third thing that we want to do for, for our potential team members is we're going to put them through some type of firearms qualification course. And this will be a yearly thing. Um, if, if, if this is an armed position, if they're carrying a gun, then they need to certify, they need to qualify every year. And I understand we're, you know, we're a church, we're not a police department, but we need to hold ourselves to a certain standard. And we need to show as church leadership that we're holding our team members to a high standard. Um, by just, you know, telling two or three guys in the church to carry guns and they're the security team, this is very dangerous because if something happens and everybody's doing um, something differently, you know, bullets can start flying and people can get hurt. And this is, this is, this is going to be a tragedy. So this is why training is important. This is why certification is important. So we want to put our team member through a firearm certification course. Now, if you're not a gun person, if you're not someone who has knowledge in these matters, go back to the gun store, the gun range, where um, you know your team members are training at and talk to them because the firearms instructor there can probably set something up for you um, at a reasonable cost. 
um, if you're not sure what the course should be, you might check with the local police department um, and see what their qualification is. Um, I was talking to somebody recently who said that they used the, the FBI's certification course for their team members. Um, other people put their, uh, their, their team members through a security guard's uh, firearms qualification course. Um, in our case, we created our own. We created a, 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 a firearms qualification course that, uh, that our team members have to shoot and qualify on once a year. And it's no joke. I mean, we had three people, I think, on our team fail it the first time they took it last year. Most everybody passed, but I think I had three people that failed it the first time and had to go back and do it again, and then they qualified. So um, create something that's going to um, show that you're, you're, you're qualifying, you're certifying your team to meet a certain standard. And this is, of course, I'm just talking specifically about firearms. But the, the other thing I want to talk about, number four, or number five, is um, we want to conduct regular training sessions for our team. And next week, I'll get into a little more specifics about the things that you need to cover with your team. But for now, let's just say that you should be training every month or every quarter at least. You should be having some type of ongoing training with your team. We just mentioned qualifications. We do firearms once a year. Um, and then most of our guys shoot regularly on their own. But what other types of training should you have? And who's going to conduct it? Again, if you don't have a background in law enforcement, if you don't have a military background or a security background, you're going to want to uh, maybe uh, look and see where you can get some of this training. There's great videos out there. Last week's podcast, I gave you a couple of great websites that you can draw from um, that have some great resources there. Um, y- y- there's some, some we, we try and train every month, but there's some months we're just all too busy and we can't work it out. So I'll send a podcast out and tell them to listen to the podcast when they you know send it back that they've, they've listened to it, and then I'll check them off the list. And, and that can qualify as training. So there's some church security podcasts out there, some videos, those types of things. Um, and, and, you know, you could get your local police department involved. Um, if you said, hey, listen, we want to, you know, have, I, I know many, many police departments offer um, active shooter training for churches and schools and even for businesses. And so you could speak to the, the, the local police department, see if you could set up some type of active shooter training where they could come in and help you and um, walk with you through your floor plan and give you some ideas. So there's a lot of different things that you could do. We've had CPR training. That's another type of training that, that, that we have regularly. I think it's every two years you have to be certified. So these are things to think about, but ongoing training should be a huge part of your team. If you want to have a professional team, if you want to have a team that, that uh, you can trust, then you've got to have ongoing training. So again, next week we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more in detail about what this training should look like um, but for now, those things are really should get you started. And then one last thing we'll talk about is as you're developing a team, what do you want this team to look like? In other words, on Sunday morning, when you're having church services, how do you want this team to operate? Um, are they, they seated in the service? Are they standing in the back? Uh, do you have people in the parking lot? Do you have people in the lobby? Do you have people walking the halls? What does this look like? And it's not, none of those things I said are all good, bad, whatever. It's just you've got to decide 
what you want your team to do. What are their responsibilities going to be? What are they looking for? Um, what uh, do you want them to do? So there's you know job descriptions out there. We've developed one for, for our team. Um, and we kind of try and spell out, and of course you can't come up with everything, but as much as possible we try and spell out what we want um, these folks to, to be doing as they serve on our church uh, safety and security team. So creating a job description is a very, very important thing. In fact, I encourage churches, as, as I speak to churches and consult with them, to create job descriptions for every position. You know, we think sometimes when we're dealing with volunteers that you know, job descriptions really aren't that important. Actually, job descriptions elevate the position, and they really emphasize how important that that position is. So I encourage you, develop job descriptions for your kids' workers. If you have a parking lot team, if you have a, a, a welcome or hospitality team, if you have a cafe, create job descriptions for all these positions. The service team, that's another another big one. What do you want them to do? But especially your safety and security team. Create a job description so there's no mystery about what they're supposed to be doing. I encourage you to, uh, to, to you know, draw out on paper. What does the team look like? How many people do we have working on a Sunday morning? Um, do we have a team leader? What, what does this look like? And so, you know, and, and really, you're the only one that can make that decision based on your particular church. And as I said last week, I'm, there's, there's plenty of great resources out there. Um, I'm available. I do consulting. I've worked with a number of churches besides our own at developing, um, helping churches develop their own safety and security team. So feel free to reach out to me. But, uh, you know, begin thinking about this. And so for now, we'll go ahead and stop. Um, can you think of any other things that you would require for your church safety and security team. We talked about, um, just a quick recap, we talked about you know ask, asking the question, are they an active member of your, your church? Do they have integrity? Do they have character? Um, can you trust them? Uh, number two, you need a copy of their, their driver's license and carry permit. Number three, you need a certificate to show that they've completed an NRA certified firearms course. Um, number four, you need to put them through some type of firearms qualification course, a certification course, to show that they meet a, a particular standard when they, um, and, and this is something you will do every year. You'll, you'll, you'll qualify your team each year. And then lastly, you'll, you'll, you'll go through regular training, and you'll just have to figure out how to set that up. And so these are things to look for as you begin to put your team together. And then also we mentioned the importance of a job description. So if you can think of anything I missed, by all means, go to davidspell.com, leave a question or comment in the comment section for today's post, and we will talk about it. Well, friends, until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to keep guarding the flock. Thank you.